Hey guys, welcome to I'm Rambling, I know. I'm Riley, your host, I guess that's what you'd call me, and today we're talking about growing up. And I don't mean in like, growing as a person and maturing and growing like, in that sense. But I mean like the literal act of growing up from going from a kid to a teenager to an adult. I, I'm not an old person, so I, I, I don't know. I can't speak on that. And I just legally became an adult less than a year ago, so I don't even think I should get to talk on being an adult, but I will. So, you know, and not in specifics or any way, just kind of a general perspective and more so the part that I'm at, which is starting, drumroll please, college. Mm, and all that good stuff um get to get started i'll just introduce myself i guess do all those stupid icebreakers you do in class considering this is the first episode and if anyone besides my friends is listening to this you don't know who i am i'm 18 i love reading and music holy fuck do i love music i love a good movie um just all that stuff um grew up playing lots of sports was a big swimmer um favorite food is probably popcorn uh color depends on my moon or the day lately it's been green like the most consistently i guess um now that we're done with that shit (laughs) i'll tell you why i'm even making a podcast because who just makes a podcast when it's not centered around like science or interviewing people or I don't know any of the other stuff you make a podcast for um but I'm gonna do it I'm just gonna talk on release it and it's mostly just because literally my whole life people have always been like what is your life like how are you not on a reality tv show like what the stories you have the life you live and to me i'm like i don't even think it's that crazy like i think it's fairly boring um but that's not what i've been told so i'm going off of what i've been told because yeah and lately you know since social media is a thing the past five plus years i'd say it's been start a podcast or youtube and honestly i almost did youtube last year but I am way too fucking insecure about how I look in my body and all that, so I was not going to be putting that on the internet, so you can just listen to my voice. We'll we'll deal with that. Um, yeah, but that's just kind of like a joke with me and my friends that, like, I should, I should start a podcast or YouTube or something like that. Um, and I'm doing it, because fuck it. I actually want to, so I'm doing it. If you're trying to figure out what the hell this podcast is going to be, the closest thing I can relate it to would probably be Emma Chamberlain. Um, And if you've listened to her podcast, I would say that this is going to fall into that category. Um, So listen or don't. I mean, you don't have to, but I'm here if you want to. Or if you just want to be friends, be my friend. (laughs) I could use some friends. Alright, 
now that that whole intro, whatever the fuck you want to call it, is over, we should probably just get talking. Because that's what we do here, right? I don't know, I feel like I'm calling my friend on the phone or something. That That's what this feels like, so hopefully it feels like that on your end. Um, But growing up, because that's what we came, that's what I called you guys for. Um, It's fucking lame and awesome at the exact same time and if there was one if i could describe it in one word it's bittersweet and if i had to describe bittersweet to someone like that emotion i would be like "Mm, have you ever grown up it's that because every time you enter the next phase in your life you're gaining and losing something like you might be losing things you like or losing things you don't like and gaining you know vice versa and that's sick and not all at the same time like when you go from being a kid to being a teenager you get you gain more freedom and understanding of things and you'll get to drive and all this good crap um i actually really like driving i don't know why i said it was crap um but then you lose or a good amount of people lose like the childlike kind of wonder where you see everything through rose-colored glasses and you know I don't remember judging myself when I was a kid you know I lost whatever ability I had back then to not do it so just just that stuff we're talking about that stuff per se you know And then also as you get older, you're not just losing things, but now you might need to get a job and school's getting harder and just life is going to get harder. But it's supposed to come with, you know, the rewards and, you know, it's all give and take, whatever. And that's all life ever is. It's just give and take. And right now I'm in the part of life where you would go to college or trade school or get a job or whatever it is you choose to do after high school. I'm at that point. Summer is over. I'm a week into university. I'm going for pre-nursing. And I'm a commuter. You know, I didn't have the money to house. And that's that. I drive 40 minutes each way. Like, I don't know what you want me to tell you about that. Before I get into the bittersweet part about starting college, let me just tell you how my first day went. Because it's really funny. Like, it was so just one thing after the other that I was laughing. Like, I was laughing at it. Not just me, like, telling my friends and them laughing at me. Like, I was genuinely just laughing at how absurd it was. Alright. So, I drive down. I get there. I've got 15 minutes before class starts. I'm like, I'm, I'll am i be fine. I have the map on my phone. You know, let me just go park my call, car. And I'll go to class. Um... I pull into the parking lots and there's no fucking parking. I literally had to circle like around every lot twice, just fingers crossed, praying for parking. It's the first day. Other commuters are there. They don't know where the fuck they're going. There's kids walking around. And this is also in like the city. So, you know, there are other cars every trying to go places. And I literally, I end up parking in the teacher's parking garage because (laughs) there was no one guarding it. Absolutely no one. And 
I like drove in and no one said anything so I just went to the bottom of it because I was like I don't think they're gonna come down here and like check so I parked there and I ran to the elevator because I was afraid I was gonna get caught and I just like made my way up and had my fingers crossed but at that now I have like five minutes before class starts right and I'm wandering around campus staring at this map on my phone I have no signal so the map's like blurry because it's not loading and I have to find the info desk so I can pick up my student ID since I'm a commuter I wasn't there doing move-in week or whatever to get it and when I tell you it's like 95 degrees on campus and I'm running around looking not running because no I'm not gonna be that kid um but like power walking around this campus looking for the information desk and i cannot find it because it's not listed on the map and i start sweating like dripping sweat i have a mask on because covid safety i am vaccinated and all that good stuff you should get vaccinated if you're not um because medicine anyway but i end up seeing an older person with a jefferson mask on and i'm like oh perfect um do you know where the information desk is sweet lady and she's like yes i do and she points and i passed the building like three times i passed it three times whatever it's 10 minutes past the start of my first class so i just head to the building and wait in line because what else am i gonna do like i'm already late i'm standing in this line and i'm like ow my heel like it hurts why does it hurt and i look down and i am bleeding from both of my heels into my white shoes like my white shoe is stained red just turning red and it's like dripping into my sock oh my god i looked like a mess like i'm just standing there dripping sweat in line bleeding into my shoes i get to the guy and i'm like hi like i need my id um and i get that and I ask him, I'm like, hey, do you know where this building is for my next class? And he goes, yep. And I'm like, finally, a win today. And I'm now 30 minutes late to class. And I have to walk into this class, dripping sweat, bleeding from my heels, late. Now, you may be asking, I'm going to pause the story. And you might be asking, Riley, why didn't you go to class first and then get your ID? Because that's logical and you wouldn't be late. Well, I... Th- I appreciate the useless advice because I don't know if you know America, but security on school campuses is kind of big because, you know, bang, bang happens every now and then. So you can't get into any building on my campus without your student ID. The only reason I was able to get into the building that had the info desk is because some kid held the door open for me. Thank you to that person. Um... (laughs) But anyway, I now have my ID and I I walk in, I find my class and I enter the room and the only seat left is dead smack in the middle. Everyone's eyes turn and focus on me. The professor's really, she's really nice and she like understands what happens, but I have terrible social anxiety and just anxiety in general and feeling everyone's eyes on me like that. If you have anxiety, like that is such a nightmare. It is a night fucking mare and i sit down and 
I know I how I look. It's disgusting. And everyone's eyes are on me and my hands are shaking. And I'm just, like, trying to pull, like, my computer out without rattling it too much against my backpack. Ugh, whatever. The class finishes in 20 minutes because, again, I was that late. Um, And I decide I have, like, four hours until my next class because my initial schedule was fucked and I go and I sit in the the student center because it has AC and I'm tired of sweating I switch my masks because it was literally that soaked and I'm just like waiting there until time passes and I kind of settle myself down and then I decide I don't want another bio incident of walking in late and not knowing. So I go outside with like 30 minutes before my next class so I can stare at this map and figure out which building has my class. So I sit on a bench when I'm doing that and out comes this class of students with sketch pads and stuff. And I'm like, oh, they're like, it's an art class or art, whatever. And they're drawing the trees and stuff. And I like hear them pointing like, oh, the tree, like we should draw that, blah, 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 blah. And I don't think too much of it. I'm, like, just on my phone because I cannot interact with people. And I look up, like, ten minutes before my class starts, and I shit you not. There's this group of, like, three to five art kids or whatever, and they're drawing me in their, like, picture. Oh, no. Just no thank you. I'm no one's muse too ugly for that don't want to be involved in that nope i immediately got up and just been like i'm just gonna go to my class i don't care i will sit there for an extra five ten minutes whatever now as i was out on that bench and i as i'm making my way to class there was this man on another bench in his like late 30s probably and he had a low man bun and he had a shirt on with a cat in space and i'm only mentioning this because it is relevant and you'll be able to guess in a second but you know when I initially saw this guy I was like oh he must be like an older student or maybe he's like switching careers whatever I'm not gonna judge like good for him whatever I get into my into the building to try and find this class and as I'm looking around this kid comes up to me and he goes hey do you know where d1 is and I for some unknown reason go Oh, for American Studies with Mr. Lawson, like Professor Lawson, as if I fucking know where this building is, where this classroom is in this building. And he goes, his eyes light up and he's like, yeah. And I go, no. And I didn't mean to do that. Like, I wasn't trying to like mess with this kid. It was just the class I was in and I was also looking for it. And I don't know why I said it like that. And this kid looks at me like, what the fuck? And just starts walking away. And the way he chose to walk was the way like of the classroom so I'm like following this kid to the class and it's so so awkward I'm so embarrassed I get there I immediately sit in the back and do my best to act invisible and then the next thing that happens is the guy I saw on that bench with the cat shirt enters the classroom like five minutes late I might add you and just says this class fucking smells and it also has a bunch of spider webs. This is so gross. And we're all, all the students just kind of look at each other and are like, what is going on? And then he starts setting his stuff down at the front of the classroom and goes, oh, I'm your professor, by the way. Like, 
what the fuck was my first day of college <laughs> all my all everyone else i talked to was like oh my god my professors were so nice like oh it was so cool like we got to walk over. i was walking with my dorm friends and like my buddies and that's the other thing everyone's like dorming in college that i know so everyone's just partying and having these amazing experiences and that was my first day my first day of college and then the rest of my week consisted of me getting a parking ticket i had to switch out of three of my classes um i did not talk to a single soul on that campus because i just have zero social skills um and the one time i decided i would try and like do something fun i decided i'm gonna go to this um like cheesesteak place near the campus that's like kind of famous for its cheesesteaks and they're closed on that day and that day only like that was my first week of college and everyone else i know is just like oh my god i made all these friends and like my dorm is so cute and oh i just love my professors and like oh my gosh class is so easy and the parties the frats and i'm like bitch my dog was really cute this week like <laughs> i don't know but that's kind of leads me into a nice um switcheroo of what sucks about starting college other than the fact that it's school again um it's that my three best friends left me i shouldn't say left me they 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 left for college okay they didn't leave me and i'm aware that the friendships are not just going away because they went to college five plus hours away or whatever but the dynamic of the friendship is changing whether we want it to or not and i personally have never really had experience of like one having a close and genuine friendship that wasn't just like someone using me or it being super toxic or just immature things like creating a bad friend like in us not talking or like everyone i was ever friends with before i met my like core people um three years ago i'd say like before that time was just ended up hating me treating me like shit like left me with issues um and i'm not gonna sit here and be like i was perfect because i wasn't uh i <laughs> am not perfect still i was no you know saint in those friendships either i was also immature and young and didn't know what was happening or understood so I was playing into things and like I have my own faults too I'm not gonna sit here and be like I was just so perfect and they were so mean to me like I'm not the victim okay it was a toxic friendship we've all had them we all know what they can do to us and that as much as you try to be like a good person through it you'll have your own faults as well all right let's not all sit here on our high horses all right but what i was trying to say is like that was my experience with friendship so anytime people left me in my life it was never on like good terms or be it wasn't because neither one of us wanted the friendship to end or for us to leave if that makes sense and again, I know the friendship's not over because they went to college. I need to make that clear. I know it's not over, but the dynamic is changing. 
and you'll hear me you'll understand i'm gonna talk about it but basically i met my three best friends one in eighth grade we'll call her c um (laughs) the other two i met uh end of sophomore year like going into junior that summer and one is m one is s and s i knew for a while we just weren't close and m i had just on chance talked to her on like the last week of school and these are my best friends i don't know how i do life without them and just like good healthy friendships and i had to say goodbye to them And they all left, like, one week after each other. So C left first, then S, and then M, all in a row. And, oh my god, it was just, like, three weeks of me crying. And Morgan, oh, I just said her name. Okay, anyway, you guys know who M is. Uh, I'll just say their names, because I'm not good at this stuff. Sam, Caroline, and Morgan. Um... Morgan left Saturday. It's now Monday. Like, that was the last time we were going to be able to see each other before she leaves for college. She leaves tomorrow. And um, if you've ever seen Grey's Anatomy, she's who I would consider, like, my person. Like, I do consider myself to have, like, three genuine best friends. And I don't, like, rank either one of them above either person. I'm just saying, if you've seen Grey's Anatomy and you've seen Meredith and Christina's friendship, Morgan is, like, my person. That's my person. And that's the only way I can describe it to you guys. But she was... I probably cried the hardest saying goodbye to her because Sam... We said goodbye over the phone because we didn't know we weren't going to be able to say goodbye. and, And Caroline, we had, like... A big car ride and we were trying to keep it happy and I definitely I cried during all three of those goodbyes um but you know Morgan's my person and I was crying so hard that I woke up with a migraine and I get migraines all the time so maybe I just got a migraine but I'm gonna attribute the crying <laughs> to that I don't cry in front of people, so I think it's really funny. I'm just openly talking about me crying on the internet. Um, yeah. But I wasn't just crying because she was leaving. Again, I know the friendship will be fine. I was, one, I was crying because I won't see any of them for weeks. And when I do, it'll be for like a few hours or to catch up until like next summer, really. Um, you know, I'm going to miss them. I'm going to miss hanging out with them. I was really fortunate to have all three of them live no more than five minutes away. I mean, hell, Caroline lived across the street from me and Sam was literally a two minute drive. And Morgan's just a five minute drive. Like they lived so close to me. I was just super lucky with that. But when I say dynamics are changing, if you've ever had a friendship when you were a kid, it would change from how if you were still friends when you're teenagers, when you're a kid, hey, mommy and dad, can I go for a play date with so-and-so, um, you know, 
Rebecca, I want to I wanna go have a play date with Rebecca. And you would go and their, your parents would talk and then you could have a play date. And maybe you guys were on the same soccer team and you were like, my mom said you can come over and we can have Capri Suns and I just got new sidewalk chalk. Like, that's friendship when you're a kid. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you sat next to me and you shared your um, fruit snacks with me. Now we're friends. And then when, if you're still friends throughout that time and now you're like a teenager, let's say you're around like 16 and you can drive, you know, that's a completely different form of friendship. You're, you can go out and you can do things together. You can take trips to the beach. You can just go around for drives. Now maybe you have jobs. You have, you know, more, you have more of your own lives and you're grown up. So now maybe one of you is in a relationship and that's a different friend dynamic because now you you know they're spending time with their boyfriend and then you're their friend you know that person's balancing both and maybe not doing a good job and you know problems arise stuff like that like that's how dynamics change in friendships and that's what I'm trying to explain here is when your friends leave for college at least in my eyes yeah one, they just don't live two minutes away. So I don't have that convenience, I guess you'd say, of being like, oh my god, I had a shitty day. I just want to go for a car ride. Like, can I come? Like, do you have the time? Can I come get you? And like five minutes later, you're in the car with them. You know, that's not there. That uh, convenience, I guess that's what you'd call it. Um, and then you know now they're also at college and they're on a different schedule than your schedule because it's not like high school when you like oh we both wake up we were at school from like six to two and then we'll do our after school sports or activity um and then by like five o'clock if you want to hang out tonight we can and like saturdays and sundays are free or whatever or i have work you know it's a much more consistent schedule and one that lines up more with your friend when they are going to high school with you and live in the same town as you and everything whereas now they're at college they have different schedules from like their other friends there because it's college and you can have a class monday wednesday friday and a class tuesday thursday and they can be at completely different times you know so now my schedule might not line up with their schedule so now we have to like figure out a time when we can facetime and then even if we have that set up, they might be like, oh, like, I forgot to do this assignment. Now I have to do this. And you're over there and you're like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, we'll talk later. We'll talk later. It's no big deal. Like, go live your life. And then the next time, you know, it falls on you that you can't FaceTime or they're like, oh, I just really want to go to a party. Like, I promise my friends. Because, like, they're making friends. Like, they're living their lives. And they 100% get to. And... That's it's just changing the dynamics changing and another five ten years the dynamics gonna change again because now you'll be out of college in like ten years hopefully and we'll have jobs and who knows one of my friends might be getting married at like twenty eight you know like that's where we'll be in ten years where like my friends could ew uh, gross I'm not thinking about that <laughs> sorry <laughs> um but no they could you know having a family and a husband is a completely different dynamic um for that person 
and balancing friends along with that you know what i mean dynamics change and friendships change and that's life that's just life and i was crying more over the fact that we weren't going to have the current dynamic just because again that had been some of the that was like the first genuine types of friendships i had where it was healthy and we both loved each other and were there for each other and supportive and like all this stuff and i was just sad about that more like i was crying over that not to them leaving like i understand we're still gonna be friends (laughs) you know um yeah i mean i don't know it's probably just that i have always struggled with major change in my life and those three girls (laughs) showed me again what real friendship is and all that and they were there for me and allowed and it allowed me to let myself open up because I finally felt like I could trust someone and all that good stuff and it if I'm being honest it helped me grow like I was probably stuck no I'd say I was stuck like five years ago I was doing my best to grow and trying to like figure stuff out about how my own brain works and you know why I was feeling depressed or anxious or all that stuff and I could I couldn't and now I am one I'm the best version of myself that I've ever been and I in three years from now I hope I'm an even better version you know um but that being said it doesn't mean it's not hard emotionally or mentally for me knowing deep down that things are changing and they just won't be exactly like how they are how they were just two months ago you know I keep saying you know you might not know (laughs) sorry if you don't and I just keep saying you know basically what I'm trying to say is that they had a huge impact on my life and I know the friendship's not ending hell I hope we're friends when we're 80 years old you know what I mean oh my god I just did it again I'm so sorry but I also don't want to come across like I'm mad or whatever that they're going to college because they deserve to go and start their independent lives and grow and prosper and have that young adult experience and be away from their parents. I'm just too broke to do that right now myself. <laughs> All I've ever wanted for my friends was for them to be happy and if they're happy, I'm happy. And so far, they all seem pretty happy at college, so... as happy as I am for them, I am going to acknowledge that I am a human being and I have thoughts and feelings on things and I am a human being that deals with mental health issues. So I do tend to feel a bit more than someone who might not suffer from mental health issues. So when all my friends leave for college and I'm left in our hometown by myself, Naturally, the first thing I'm gonna, the first feeling I'm gonna experience is being alone and feeling lonely. Now, I used to be very familiar with that feeling, even when I was in those previously toxic friendships. I would still feel alone. Because when you're in a toxic friendship, you're feeling drained and just, 
you might feel bad about yourself you might be feeling bad about something you said to them like those friendships are mentally draining and just exhausting and it doesn't feel like you have someone there by your side in or you're not getting some that security of knowing like they're a genuine friend to you it's not it feels like you're walking on eggshells it doesn't feel like you have that person by your side anyway i mean i was feeling lonely and i felt lonely back then but i was a completely different person than i i was a completely different person than i was what i'm trying to say is i am not the person i was a year ago six months ago i don't recognize me before quarantine i was definitely not the i'm definitely not the person i was five years ago any of that so i might have been used to feeling alone then feeling lonely then like i didn't have anyone but old me you know that old version of me knew how to handle that I don't know how current version of me, how I'm supposed to handle that. I don't know how to be alone anymore. And I don't know if that's necessarily entirely true because I recently before they even left i was starting to feel okay just and i don't mean like i am totally okay being by myself i just mean like if i had to run errands by myself i was comfortable to do that whereas six months ago i would drag my sister or my friends along with me anywhere because i just i liked having friends and i didn't want to feel alone in any way And I didn't have to because I had those types of friends that were like, yeah, I want to run errands with you. Um, But I don't know how to be alone anymore because I grew. I grew. That's what human beings are supposed to do. If you're always stuck in the same place mentally and emotionally your whole life, you'd never experience anything new or make new friends. I mean, you'd just be that grumpy old person who's closed-minded and, you know, tells kids to get off their lawns. I don't know. But, like, you should grow. You should constantly be growing and wanting to be the best version of yourself. And that only happens through experiencing life and making mistakes and trying new things or new experiences and meeting new people and all the things that you know make life interesting and I want to do all those I really do because I don't want to get stuck or feel alone and I know doing any of those things (laughs) would bring about new friendships but I mentally I just don't know how or where to begin and I'm that's just me being honest I, my anxiety and my headspace right now, all, all I command to do is get myself to and from classes and then I immediately just want to be in my bed in a hoodie and sweatpants watching Netflix or Hulu, you know, a crime documentary or some 
TV show, like, Shameless or something. Like, I just don't have the energy. Like, heck, like, I'd rather just sit and read Wattpad. Like, I, and that's just me being, me trying to be honest. And quick sidebar, I am known as, like, the friend you go to for honest advice and opinions. The therapist, the mom, whatever you want to call it. Um, amongst all my friends, and I may be able to give advice and perspective, but that doesn't mean I know how to take it or apply it. It's one thing to hear something. It's another thing to be able to actively work on it and apply it, and I understand. I understand how hard it can be. I have terrible anxiety, and I deal with depression and a few other things, and it just makes it hard for me, especially with past struggles I've had socially and just with certain things that have happened to me in life, where the idea of having to go and make friends or to go out and just go out to eat and I'm like, "Mm, I run out of water and I need to ask the waiter for water. You know, like that stuff can stress me the fuck out you know I've dealt with some shit and it's given me a good amount of issues on top of the mental health issues I've already had and I've just started to have some positive things happen to me in life like my friends and they're gone and now I'm you know this version of me and I don't want to backpedal regress And I am the most aware I've been about my headspace and why things happen. But that doesn't mean I have the know or have the ability to change how I'm feeling. I might be aware of it, but I don't know how to change that, to change how I'm feeling other than the stuff I already do if like listening to music which is as essential to me as breathing (laughs) um or reading and i uh reading i love escaping into pages and being in my own world i started drawing again recently which has you know been a nice distraction for me not distraction hobby hobby because that sounds less like I'm doing it to avoid my issues. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm trying to do those things and figure out how to go about this new lifestyle of mine of being a college student who doesn't live on campus so I'm not like forced to like talk to a roommate or interact with people on my floor and see these people all the time you know what I mean like I commute there I'm there for my class and I leave um I'm trying to figure out how to be okay with that and to not feel like I'm this 
kid everyone hates because last time I was alone and I didn't have friends. It was because no one wanted to be my friend. It's because people would look at me and turn to their friend and say something shitty. Like, I was that kid that literally sat alone at the lunch table. Um, Like, I thought that should only happen in movies until it happened to me. And then my anxiety was so bad with that. And I was just so embarrassed and I hated the feeling that I would go and sit in my favorite math teacher's classroom and i'd do my homework and then i'd watch youtube videos with him and eat lunch and i thought that was sick because then a bunch of other teachers started coming in there to eat with me <laughs> like i was friends with teachers at school because people didn't like me and i didn't know what i did because i was so quiet and i i if I am not good friends with you, then I do not talk. I am so quiet and shy, and I just wouldn't speak. I could go a whole, like, year in a class without saying a word, and these kids would just hate me, and I didn't know what I did because I never even said anything or did anything to them. So the last time I was alone, that's, you know, that was what I was dealing with, and that was the feelings. So it's hard to be in not in that situation but to have that same feeling come back and not associate it with that if that makes sense because you can have stuff happen to your whole life that makes you feel one way in like a normal feeling too like if this is gonna sound bad but i'm not trying to make it sound bad i promise if you're normal is going home right and maybe you know your mom is really critical of you she's super critical and you come home and you know she asks how school went and grades and she gets on you about that and then she asks how you know practice went because you need to do better because in the last game you weren't blah 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 you know so when you think you know, however that makes you feel, like when you are being criticized and whatnot, that becomes your normal. You know, that's how you view, ew, this just got like really big and heavy and I didn't mean for it, but like being criticized and having someone be there to like say those things to you, you know, you start to view that as your normal and, you know, that's how your mom shows love to you in, you know, her own way or whatever. However, it's not a good way. I'm not saying that's healthy. That's completely toxic and she shouldn't be doing that if, you know, that's the situation you're in. But, you know, that's your normal, so that's how you feel. And then maybe, you know, you go to college and you're like four or five years not living with your parents and you don't have your mom nagging in your ear and you like, you know, learn to self-love and realize that like, that shouldn't have been the normal. <laughs> um, and... The next time, you now you have a job, you're out of college, and the next time you're being criticized, it's by your boss. And he's not doing it to make you feel like shit. He's doing it because he needs you to, like, fix the mistake you made in the work you were doing. That doesn't mean that now that you're being criticized, it doesn't make you feel the same way it did when your mom did it to you. Now, like, you're aware of it. And you've grown and you can look back and have perspective on that. 
But that doesn't mean that the next time someone makes you feel like that, it doesn't invoke all those old emotions, is what I'm trying to say. And that's okay. That's something you just have to work on. Do I know how you work on it? No. And that's me being honest. Maybe that just comes from time and healing and more perspective and growing and reminding yourself you know maybe it's just a reminder thing like an affirmation or something in terms of like you have to repeat to yourself like it's not the same thing it I'm not back in that place I don't have to feel like that I don't know I don't know um I've just gone back to when I was in school and I didn't have friends or I was in class and I just couldn't deal with it, I daydreamed. And I was, I had a really big imagination as a kid, like crazy big. <laughs> and when I was in class, naturally, like I daydream if I got bored because school was really easy for me. And I'm not trying to say that to be like, ha school's easy. It just was like, that's just my reality. School was easy for me. So I'd sit in class and I'd be bored and I'd daydream. And then as I got older and shit got worse socially, like, I just continued to daydream and daydream. And fun fact about me, my brain works like a movie kind of where I always have a song in my mind for, like, the background of what I'm doing. And I can see where, like, a camera angle should be if, like, I was going to be being filmed or... If I look outside, I'm like, oh, that would be really cool. Like, B-roll. <laughs> I don't know why my brain works like that, but it does. And it's really fun for daydreaming <laughs> and escaping reality. And that's kind of what I'm doing. Because I'm trying to not focus on the fact that... It was something I did when I felt alone last time. And it's not you know, a negative coping mechanism per se. It's a lot better than the things I could be doing, the things I could, I did do, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. And I'm trying to remind myself that I'm not actually alone alone. I'm very lucky enough that my little sister and I get along well, and I have her to drag to the concerts I keep buying tickets to. Um, and it's actually really funny that a good amount of my friends that left for college... And even one of my best friends have these little sisters that are only, like, two years younger. Like, the same age as my sister. Um, and that I get along with really well and have a lot of shit in common with. And we liked to joke that I should have been their friend over <laughs> my actual friend. Um, so I'll probably hang out with a few of them. Like, I'm not completely alone socially. I just feel as if I don't have anyone to talk to anymore like I don't have anyone there mentally or emotionally and as much as my friends are going to probably listen to this and text me and be like Riley what the fuck what do you mean you don't have someone to talk to I'm always here for you like text me you stupid bitch yes that is genuinely how me and my friends talk to each other or maybe that's just how I talk to them <clears throat> they're pro they're a lot nice they don't curse as much I am not filtered if you couldn't realize I don't want to become a burden for them. I don't want um, them to constantly have to think and worry about me. That's not their job. It was never their job. And I really hope that 
they have never felt like that because of things I've said. And if they have, then I'm so sorry and I will stop talking to you to relieve that burden. <laughs> because I hate that feeling. I, I especially don't want to be something now that anchors them to their past as they try and grow themselves in their new environment and their new life. Like, that's not fair. And I've never wanted anyone to feel like my problems are theirs or they need to worry about me. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm the type of person where once I do get comfortable enough to even talk to you and I feel safe, I'll slowly and like casually slip in something and I'll make a joke about it or like, and we'll just move on. Like, I don't like talking about my, me or my problems and whatnot. Um, I never said it for them to worry or to take pity on me. Oh God, I would never ever want someone to take pity on me that's no like I just shared maybe because they were going through something and I want them to know I related and I was here for them if they ever needed to talk or because maybe it was weighing heavy on my mind and for me ranting or like getting something out just makes me feel better and then that's enough for me not to have to like think about it for the rest of the night and like let it dwell And my friends were so good about just listening and not saying something or making a joke about it and moving on. And they, I know they're going to listen to this and be like, you're not burdening me. Um, But that's not going to change my mind or how I review it because, you know, I'm I'm just not going to believe them. There's always going to be a small part of me that doesn't believe them and doesn't want to and I just don't want to take the chance that they're lying or a small part of them feels differently and that's my choice so you know it's only my fault I feel alone in that department because I'm the one who's not sharing anymore and I've always shared on the lighter side of I try and, like, say the sugar-coated version, I guess, of how I'm feeling. And they're always like, oh my god, Riley. And I'm like, haha, moving on. So I can't imagine if I let something slip that was, like, 100% and they were away and, you know, felt burdened. I don't know. I just, I don't want that. And lucky me, though, I've picked up a healthy coping mechanism for the first time ever this year it's journaling ugh I hate the word I hate the word journaling it's almost as bad as diary I would prefer just to consider it as ink on paper um but you know it's it's journaling it is um I've never read any of my entries though I just write them to get it out of my head because that's what I found I need and that's that like I write it I write whatever I'm like crying about or dealing with or you know maybe it's an actual happy entry those are rare but like they do happen yeah my um it's not exactly sunshine feeling that journal I wouldn't open that um I'd say it's like cloudy at best 
I don't know, switching back to the main topic, because I just rambled off a bit, I know, but I don't know, sometimes I think that some of the pain that can accompany growing up can be avoided if we didn't put all these expectations on it, right? Like, let's get back on track of, like, talking and discussing about growing up, Um, because I think that there's a real issue with people putting expectations on growing up, and when those expectations don't come to fruition, it hurts ju- it hurts like twice as bad as it would have or maybe it hurts for no reason because if you didn't have that expectation then there'd be no reason for that to hurt if that makes sense you know what i mean say for instance when you're a kid and you can't wait to grow up right to be a teen to drive around do those things and then you do grow up and it's nothing like you thought it was like everyone grows up You are a kid and you listen to people saying, don't grow up, stay as young as you can forever. And you're like, no, I want to grow up. And then you grow up and you go, holy shit, I wish I had enjoyed being a kid more. Um, stuff like that. Um, real life example that happened to me. Um, I know personally, everyone has always talked about high school around me like it was the best time of their fucking life and maybe that's because they peaked in high school who knows um but they always just talked about how fun it was and you know blah blah all that stuff right well I don't know about you or how your high school experience is is going or if you're still in high school or whatever but my experience sucked it really did for the most part and it was definitely worse because I had these expectations that I created from hearing everyone's stories about it you know like I grew up being told like high school is so awesome like there's these freedoms and you get to you learn how to drive during high school and it's, you know, you're more of an adult, you get to do more things, and the football games, oh, the football games, and all the activities are just so much fun, and there's homecoming, and prom, and pep rally, and, you know, there's this fun dynamic between, like, upperclassmen and lower class, like, all this crap, right, and they just make it sound like, you know, an all-American high school movie from, like, the 50s, <laughs> where the cheerleader dates the, um, captain of the, fucking football team like that shit you know and then the dance is like super super cool and the you don't even recognize the gym because it's decked out or maybe it's not even at a gym like everyone talks about high school like that and when I got to high school all of that just wasn't my vibe and I could kind of tell from the way that middle school went that dances and football games and just kind of the stuff everybody else looks forward to wasn't going to be so much for me I mean I didn't even sit in the cafeteria like I said I sat with teachers so like (laughs) that just wasn't for me the football games didn't like them dances I went to one like that was it I was done and then I went to my senior prom because it was senior prom and we had quarantine and everything and I was like well maybe I should you know, now that I have a little perspective, 
because I voluntarily skipped all that after I was like and then COVID and quarantine hit and I was like well it's senior prom it's literally the only senior activity I'm gonna get so I'll go and I did and it was actually a decent time so you know I guess there's that um but because I had those expectations and like I let other people's expectations influence me so then I would go to these events and like a small part of me knew like it wasn't for me and and it just but there was this larger part of me that was like you just have to give it a chance like high school like maybe this will be it for you like things will start to change and you know everyone always talks about it and you're here at the football game like something like cool and like super sick and magical or like whatever is gonna happen and it just didn't happen and I was so let down and there was no need for me to be let down because I shouldn't have had any expectations like it was a high school football game like our team sucked we lost every game like I don't know why like I thought that and I would feel so uncomfortable and like something was wrong with me like for the longest time I thought something was wrong with me because here I am I'm surrounded by everyone smiling and laughing and having a good time at these events and like during pep rallies and talking about dances and you know getting dressed up for you know a sports team or something and I just wasn't getting excited about it I didn't want to do any of that I just, just wasn't for me I'd rather have gotten pizza with my friends and, or went to the movies um instead of go to that football game and stand in a crowded student section or like a sweaty dance floor it just wasn't something I wanted to do and everyone always talked about how much fun it was going to be and it just was a letdown and if I hadn't had those expectations then I could have gone and I could have been like oh it's just not for me but because I heard all that stuff I would go and I would feel worse about not enjoying it because everyone else was. You know, the problem with that was I was expecting myself to experience an event like I was someone else. I was going into it in the back of my mind knowing that wasn't exactly my scene, but expecting to have the time of my life because it was for most people. Like, hello, Every human being on this planet experiences things differently because we're all different. Duh. Um, You can't go around expecting and creating expectations based on other people giving you the highlights of their experience. They might not have noticed or minded the crowd of people or crappy DJ because they were there with their friends in the crowd and that's the type of stuff they like. And maybe they actually liked the music the DJ was playing. Whereas I always thought the DJ was shitty. (laughs) And I didn't want to be in the... in the center of the people dancing to the shitty songs like that wasn't for me and I'm not saying don't take into account how things you're gonna don't take in other people's accounts for things you are gonna do you just need to remember that they're a different person than you and you need to take into account how you've reacted to things in the past and your own preferences instead of throwing those um your own experiences out the window because someone else said it would be amazing in the time of your life you know if we never tried things because people you know because someone else told us to do it then we'd all be couched potatoes like that's not what I'm saying 
I just think it's a fine line that we're walking with that type of stuff and you have to think about yourself and you know weigh other people's stuff but it shouldn't outweigh yours like if you're putting it on a scale yours should always be a little bit higher because you know you no one else knows yourself like you do even if you think you don't know who you are you know more about you than someone else does so however you've reacted to past experiences and all that stuff should weigh more than someone else's experience and retelling of a story of the highlights of that story I might add to you can we all take a moment though to appreciate that I made a Harry Styles reference and I didn't even sing the song I said fine line and then I didn't sing the song or cry about that song because I can easily start crying about that song Yes, I'm a Harry stan if you haven't figured it out. And before I ramble on about Harry for another hour or whatever, I'm going to end the episode. I hope this was a good first episode. I hope someone listened to it and liked it or got something from it. Um, Who knows? Maybe we'll get enough people where I can do a portion or with questions or like an advice section. Uh, Something like that. But... Till next time, treat people with kindness. And listen to a new song today. Um, my recommendation would be Harry Styles. Just because, you know, he's he's everything. So listen to a new Harry Styles song you haven't heard yet. Bye.